Hi friends, welcome to the Partnership Podcast, exploring gospel partnership and generosity in the Bible, alongside stories of support raising from around our fellowship. We pray you'll be encouraged by it. Well, hi everyone and welcome to the Partnership Podcast. My name is Crystal and I'm the Financial Partnership Team Leader at the National Office and I've been working behind the scenes on the Partnership Podcast with Kat. And we have a special one lined up for you today. So for the next 15 minutes, I'll be playing host while we get to know the wonderful Partnership Podcast host and coach, Kat. It's good to have you here, Kat. How does it feel to be on the other end? (laughs) Yeah, fine. Thanks, Crystal. I'm thankful for you doing this. (laughs) Uh, Before we start, uh, why don't I pray for us and for our time? Father, you are a compassionate and generous God. Thank you for giving us everything we need to live our lives for you uh, and for the secure hope we have in our future because of your son, Jesus. Pray now for our time as uh, we get to know Kat and hear about how you've been working through her to grow your people in generosity and partnership in your work. So we commit our time to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Kat, like I said, we're here to get to know you. Um, You know, where do you live? Uh, Who's in your family? What's your ideal weekend? Uh, And what do you do? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Crystal. Um, Well, we live in Adelaide, up in Coromandel Valley, south of the city. I saw it described the other day as a semi-rural area, but it's only 25-minute drive or train into the CBD, so it feels like the best of both worlds. There's local orchards and lots of space and green, which we love. Um but close to everything in Adelaide. Uh, In my family, I'm married to Tim, who um, we've been married for 15 years this year, and he works at the moment as the principal of Bible College of South Australia. Uh, We have Poppy, who is 20 years old and doesn't live at home anymore. Uh, She's not my birth daughter. Tim's first wife, Anna, died shortly after she gave birth to Poppy. And I became Poppy's mum when she was five, when Tim and I married. Um, So we've got Poppy, who's 20, and then our precious Jonty, who's eight years old. Um, He has some special needs, which keeps our family on its toes, uh, but is just um, wonderful in very, very many ways. And then we have Remy, who's five and has just started school and is super excited to be doing the same thing (laughs) as his older brother. Um, In terms of my ideal weekend, what a great question. Um, I really have been enjoying gardening as we've headed into spring. I love reading. Um, I read heaps of different books. I usually have about five on the go at a time. Uh, Tim has his, one of his best hobbies is making really amazing pizzas. Um, And so he invites friends around every weekend. So I love sitting on the back veranda on a warm evening with friends eating Amazing gourmet pizzas. Sounds so Yeah, good. it's nice. Um, reminds me of the new creation banquet sometimes, uh, sitting around mm. with wonderful friends, eating good food and enjoying God's creation and the fellowship we have. Um, I think an ideal weekend also involves no meltdowns from children. Um, yeah, which doesn't often happen, but is part of the ideal. Um, and I've been really trying to think well about what it means to have a, a good Sabbath kind of to understand what that might look like for me here and now. So I often will read a book about rest and spend some time with God on my back veranda 
overlooking the valley um, and I try to go for a hike and we've got all these amazing walking trails nearby so I can usually get out for an hour or so walk and just love feeling like I'm out in the middle of nowhere in the wilderness um, but with God and the kangaroos and the kangaroos <laughs> love it yeah yep so good. And what is it that you do? Uh, well, I'm a member of the National Leadership Team and I'm our National Specialist for Partnerships is my official title these days. Uh, but I often introduce myself as our support raising coach, um, which I think was my original title when I joined our organisation. Um, and in terms of what I do, I coach lots of our staff. So I usually coach maybe five to eight staff a semester in kind of fortnightly sessions um, I write resources and uh, consider our fellowships culture around support raising and how to tweak that or support it or influence it what it is we yeah what's the ideal for our teams and individuals um, how do we help new staff um, genu- genuinely enthuse about and champion partnership wherever I can but within with a realistic understanding of where it fits it's not the only thing staff need to be doing um, I, I try to spend lots of time actually just listening and reflecting and to try and gather in lots of our combined wisdom as much as I can and try to pull it together into something that's useful and kind of cohesive for staff so hearing our best ideas and learning from each other, being like a walking repository of our best partnership practice um, and trying to experiment with different ways then to communicate that wisdom, like trying this podcast. Yeah, and it's been amazing to hear all those interviews that you've been doing with various staff and, and hearing their first-hand experience as well and getting an insight into the conversations that you may be having as well with with staff uh, during your coaching sessions mm. um, but what does I mean you've already shared a bit about what it looks like but what is your favorite part of being a partnership coach ah uh, um I think I've probably got lots of favorites um you can have more than it. one that's fine great um well I I really love um the headspace that it puts me in lots of the time. So I think partnership, the kind of theological concepts that it's connected with are things like our fellowship in Christ and the value of community and of living life together, of our interdependence and of God's provision for us and of um, his care for creation and for us in that um, and... uh, just the beauty of generosity and the joy and the willingness of generosity in the scriptures. And so I feel like that is just a beautiful headspace to spend a lot of time. I know for a lot of staff, it evokes a lot of fear, but for me as a coach, um, it just means I'm constantly, as I sit with people and read the Bible about these kinds of topics. Um, and as we talk about what, how God sees partnership and how much he loves seeing people in partnership with one another, gospel partnerships. Um, That's just a really encouraging headspace to be in. Um, I think it's really important that our ministries are well-resourced. That's just a strategic, um, shrewd thing for us to do. Um, So I feel like it's really important for the sake of our vision and our mission to actually make sure that our staff are being well looked after in a good place. Um, I think kind of connected to that, it's just I love 
the pastoral care for staff, like um, just making sure that staff feel cared for and supporting and helping and nurturing staff in that space. Um, yeah, in at a time when they're feeling really down or um, stressed. Uh, I, I also love the leadership development side of partnership coaching because I think often whatever is tripping staff up in their support raising will also be impacting them elsewhere. Um, so if they're just, if, if, if staff are not so good at uh, organising their time, then that will be impacting lots of their ministry with students. Um, if they're uh, not willing to have confrontational conversations, that'll impact how they train their trainees and the student leaders. If they're shy about talking about money, well, there's a whole lot of stuff that Jesus talks about and challenges Christians in that they won't be, they just won't be going there as much. Um, uh, yeah, if, they, if they're um, uncertain about their fit for the role and don't have an internal conviction about that, that will be impacting what kind of risks they feel like they can take or, um, yeah, the, the, the way they train others, the example they are. And so I feel like all of those things have a, a big impact on all of our ministry, but in partnership ministry, in support raising, it, if there's a problem, it shows up on a spreadsheet <laughs> as a number. Um, so it's a kind of easy way to identify where something else is probably going a bit wrong um, or just could be used strengthening. Um, so I love that. I really enjoy my teammates on the national leadership team uh, and just generally our staff. Uh, we have a really godly, passionate, fun, interesting group of people working for us. And I genuinely enjoy getting to know lots of you who work for us um, and seeing Seeing people I interact with grow in their enthusiasm, um, I really love talking about the Bible because lots of staff would say, I've never thought about that in the context of support raising. And so seeing the light bulb come on about joy and um, willingness and generosity is just mm. really beautiful. Mm. That's a lot of favourites. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing to hear how much you enjoy meeting with staff and I'd really encourage anyone listening who who does want to uh, meet with you chat about all things partnership and generosity and the bible you're you're here you're willing you're eager to to speak with our staff and um how many years have you been in your role i think eight years now although i had a year off for maternity leave when remy was born um yeah yeah and have you seen your coaching style change over that time (laughs) Because you, you, you address a lot of the heart of partnership and generosity and, and the, what's going on in a staff worker's heart and mind when they're approaching the support raising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. When I started, I got the job, but I'd never actually worked as a coach. And so I had to go and read a book about coaching. Um, so I feel like I, one of my first coaches identified that and said, so I really am your guinea pig, aren't I? <laughs> uh, but he was kind in letting me experiment. Um, I think over the years I've refined how I work with staff and I've just listened more so I feel like the the um, number of examples that I have in my mind that can I can share in different situations have been has grown um, but particularly one of the big differences is that I think when I first started I was focusing a lot on um, figuring our staff are all, all theolo- uh, all of our senior staff are theologically educated, uh, so we don't really need to do a lot of the Bible or theology stuff because they know that. And so I was focusing more on well, what's going on practically, like 
you know, you said you were going to make five phone calls, but you haven't made any. Let's, you know, do you want to tell me about what happened with that? Um, yeah, those kind of more pragmatic issues. Uh, and what I've realised is you can be theologically educated and not have thought deeply enough for this kind of role about support raising and partnership. And so I just feel like we need to keep allowing the Bible to shape our partnership mission, message and methods. Um, that sounds like something that we would like to do. Um, yeah, so that's probably been one of the biggest changes is that now when I coach people, the first 15, 20 minutes will be often just discussion of Bible passages. And that has been one of the best bits, I think. And I think I don't, I don't know any other way to change people's hearts and minds that is as effective as just actually seeing what God has to say about it in his word. So are the barriers to people's partnership development or ministry um, in the people that you've coached over these last eight years, is it uh, the same then uh, as it is today? Hmm. Um, I think five years ago I was working with a lot of people who had really large deficits. So we had people who, you know, frequently would have people who were maybe $30,000 in deficit um, and that's really, really depressing. <laughs> so um, I'm really pleased to say we just don't have many people in that situation anymore. And so that weight, it's really hard to turn it around at that point. Really important if you want to keep working with us to turn it around, but really hard to do. Um, so these days I feel like we're catching those problems sooner and supporting people and freeing them up from working with students earlier so that they're just not digging the hole so deep before they decide, right, that's the bottom. I need to start working my way out. Um, so that's been really encouraging. And far more, I'm working with staff team leaders who um, just want to think proactively about what it looks like to have a positively healthy view of partnership on their team or people who are a kind of partnership champion on their team. Um, so that's been really encouraging. It feels like much more protective, proactive work. Um, rather than crisis um, situations. So that's encouraging. And I think that we, we started, we implemented the partnership ministry curriculum, I think in 2016. And so our new staff started spending a lot of time reading the Bible. And I think that's meant that lots of our new staff just don't have the same kind of issues as um, maybe our longer term staff, because they just have less internal barriers and more um, when I've talked to our new staff yeah the issues have been different so and maybe our team lots of our team environments also are starting to lift in terms of the positive attitude so lots of our apprentices and our new senior staff are coming into an environment where there's just the conviction surrounding them and the modeling is stronger although um, you know still they're really deep heart issues that can trip people up in partnership. Um, so it's still mm. a big issue. Um, but I think, mm. I think as well, some of the ba- far more of the barriers these days are actually about what's happening, wider events that are happening in Australia. Um, I don't think I read the news in the first couple of years to think about what support raising was going to be like for staff. But now, yep. you know, whether you can actually meet with people face to face or whether the people have been in lockdown or how people feel about phone calls or what's going on the, with the economy, um, lots of those things yep. are having a bigger impact than 
Mm. I think they were. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of those challenges, what what do you see as yeah uh, the foreseeable challenges in the next twelve months with support raising and partnership ministry for our staff? Mm. Um, I think the biggest thing is just the uncertainty of what's happening mm. um, and and the rising costs of living just mean that um, the direction people's budget, everyone's budgets are needing to shrink, like with a number of things you can spend money on. Um, so I still think we have, like by world standards, we still have a lot, but it's the direction that it's heading that's difficult. And so I think that just means when we ask people, probably we'd need to ask more people or there's I suspect lots of our existing supporters are really really loyal and committed and we're so thankful for that um yeah that fellowship that we share with them but in terms of new people making room in their budgets for us I think that's probably a bit more difficult so it might mean that we are just needing to spend more time talking to people or um people might be able to give less. And so that means for our staff, actually making sure we have more time to be able to talk to more people. And and because that can be a bit more discouraging, uh, probably setting aside more time to protect our head and heart space around yeah. partnership ministry. Um, yeah. But I do think even though the, you know, that people's budgets are shrinking and, uh, or what they can buy, their buying power is, is shrinking. Um, it's still so good for rich Australians uh, and particularly lots of the people who we would be approaching for God's people to be lovingly and trustworthily invited to greater generosity for the kingdom and for investing in eternal things and um, offering their resources in worship to God. And I still think that the idol of money is really a, a huge spiritual danger for the Australian church. And so if leaders like our our workers are not inviting people to generosity then i think the church will be in trouble yeah 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 um but so encouraging that you know we want our staff to be excited to give their supporters or potential supporters the opportunity to partner with them yeah yeah and i still am hearing lots of people talking about supporters who are really willingly, joyfully coming on board and glad to be able to have the privilege of sharing in this ministry with us. Yeah, yeah, and we do with us, um, yeah, many, many individuals who are sacrificially supporting the staff around the country. Um, but Kat, is there uh, one or two things that we can be praying for you? Um, well, I think just praying that my work is effective in supporting and encouraging staff in this area and deeply encouraging staff so that we have a healthy partnership culture and so that all of our staff are fully supported for as many days as they'd like to be working. Well thank you so much Kat for your time it's been so nice to get to know you more and uh, I'm gonna finish up by praying for you and yeah and our time today. Well Father I just thank you for our time today and I thank you for Kat and the role that uh, you have given her to uh, walk alongside and to guide and coach our staff in their uh, partnership ministry. I just pray that uh, you'd continue to work through her, that yeah, she may be effective in helping staff um, to, to see their partnership ministry, uh, not to be something to, to fear, 
but to see from your word, to encourage them, to invite uh, people uh, into partnership uh, with the work that you're doing on campus. Uh, we commit Kat and her family to you uh, and commit our staff to you in their things that are on their hearts uh, right now. And just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, Kat. And you'll be uh, hosting the next one. Uh, so stay tuned, everyone. Thanks, Kat. Thanks so much, Crystal. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Crystal. Bye.